0: Welcome back to the What A Good Eater podcast. We're your hosts, Allie and Amy, and we're back in episode five today. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about which foods to purchase organic and why. So there are certain things that I like to purchase organic. You know, we can't buy everything organic, but I do buy certain things organic, and I base it off of what's called the Dirty Dozen list, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But, you know, Amy and I were speaking earlier about how it's so different between generations where, you know, our parents' generation and previous generations – they just used to go to the grocery store, and if they wanted a dozen eggs, they bought a dozen eggs. If they wanted to buy some fresh peaches or strawberries, it didn't matter. They, they just bought them, and they didn't even have to think twice about it. Our generation is dealing with so much stuff in our food and pesticides, and we'll get into more of, that, of more of that in just a minute. But I would hate going to the grocery store with my mother because she would follow me around the produce aisle in particular and just look at what I was buying and just have her commentary in my ear like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're spending that much money on strawberries. Oh, my God, I buy this. I could get three pounds for that much. And she would just go on and on and on, just like a little bird in my ear. And I kind of had to break it down for her why why the food is different nowadays and why maybe she would have bought things a little bit different if she were growing up raising a family now. Um, There are just a ton of different factors that we have to think about. And it's funny. Once I did introduce her to this Dirty Dozen list. Well, now she's so proud to call me and tell me I follow the Dirty Dozen list, and I made sure, and I made sure I only bought my strawberries from this organic farmer. And she's she's all <laughs> proud funny. now that she knows about
1: it. I can relate to Ellie, because when I've gone grocery shopping in the past with my mom, let's say I put something like wild caught salmon or you know some expensive fish in there, um, you know she she'll look at my cart and be like, "Wow, oh." <laughs> wild caught salmon. Wow. Sean must be doing well at his work or something. <laughs> and it's like That's no fancy. we're just choosing to put our money in, you know, just certain important places. We certainly can't afford to buy everything organic, but let's talk about why to purchase organic foods in the first place. Is it even necessary, you know? So, organic foods are made without synthetic fertilizers, synthetic pesticides, prophylactic antibiotics, and hormones. And I recently taught a cooking class here in Denver, and one of the participants asked me a really valid question. She looked at me and said, can't you just wash the pesticides off of the skin of the produce? And just can't you just wash that away with water? And another person said, yeah, you know, I, what about those produce sprays? Can't you just use those produce sprays? And the simple answer is no, because in many cases, the pesticides don't just stay on the skin of the fruit or the vegetable, but they actually can penetrate into the food leaving it impossible to effectively wash it away. So if it's in our food, we're definitely ingesting pesticides. And in some cases, it's minimal. But in certain cases, like in the case of what's on the dirty dozen list, it it can be a lot, and um, unfortunately, I wish that we could use those uh, produce sprays, but they haven't been proven to be any more effective than water.
0: Right. And I think it's important to also note here that the average application of pesticides equates to about 16 pounds of chemical pesticides per person every year. And many of these. That is scary. It is a scary stat. And many of these chemicals were approved by the Environmental Protection Agency before extensive diet testing. So, The National Academy of Sciences, they report that 90% of the chemicals applied to foods have not been tested for long-term health effects before being deemed, quote, safe and being able to be sprayed on all of our food. So I think it's an important thing to keep in mind because not only is that us, you know, what we're putting into our adult bodies, but now we're feeding our kids. So think about the size of their little bodies. I think it's just something that's important for us to remember when buying certain foods, especially the highly pesticided items, which is why I think that a list like the Dirty Dozen list is something to have in handy when buying groceries for our families.
1: Yeah. So kind of the why to purchase organic foods in the first place in short, I mean, some some foods that have you know, really high pesticides can be linked to health issues. That's, that's the main reason why. And it can be linked to issues such as fertility issues, ADHD in kids and other diseases. And so if you're like me, I would love to have my pantry and fridge stocked with organic foods, but I can't afford to purchase every single thing organic. So we're here to help you prioritize what's most important to purchase organic.
0: There is a group called the Environmental Working Group, they're a nonprofit third-party group, and every year they come out with a list of produce with the highest amount of pesticides. These foods are known as the Dirty Dozen. So this is a list that we're going to give you right now. Here are the worst offender foods to purchase organic in 2018. If you can purchase these foods organic, we highly recommend that you do so. They are, number one, strawberries. Number two, spinach. Number three, nectarines. Number four, apples. Number five, grapes number six, peaches, number seven, cherries, number eight, pears, number nine, tomatoes, number 10, celery, number 11, potatoes, and number 12, sweet bell peppers
1: and hot peppers. So a lot of the foods, Allie, that you just mentioned are fruits and vegetables that have really thin skin. And so um, it it makes it kind of easy for pesticides to penetrate into the food. So generally speaking, a good rule of thumb is if a fruit or vegetable has a thicker peel or skin, like an avocado or a banana or melon, it's harder for the pesticides to penetrate into the food if it has thicker skin.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to remember it. So if you can't remember the dirty dozen, you know, we are going to include this list in our podcast notes. But just in case you don't have access to that and you're in the grocery store and you're running around, it's last minute. The point that Amy just gave is a great way to remember it. So... We recommend that you uh, just bookmark the link on your phone so that you have easy access to it as you're doing your grocery shopping.
1: If you can, it's also beneficial to purchase organic meat and dairy. Organic meat is free of synthetic pesticide, and they don't use antibiotics. So you can look for the USDA certified organic label on the packaging to make sure it's actually up to the certified organic standards. This label is usually on the bottom right hand side of most packaging, and it can be found on, like, you know, your milk carton, on organic meats that you're trying to purchase, things like that.
0: Here's something to think about with meats the EPA reports that a majority of pesticide intake comes from meat, poultry, fish, eggs, and dairy products because these foods are also high on the food chain. So, for instance, a larger fish that eats the smaller fish winds up accumulating all those toxins, they go up the chain especially in their fatty tissue. That's why when you're pregnant, for instance, they tell you to stay away from the larger fish like the tuna uh, because those are the ones that tend to hold the the most mercury in them. But there's something else that I discovered that I was kind of shocked to hear about. Roughly 70% of antibiotics produced in the United States are fed to animals for non-therapeutic purposes. So these hormones and things that are making their way into our cattle, for example, if you're a steak eater, if you're a meat eater, you know, we don't say this to scare you. We say this just so that you... Can be a little bit more mindful when you're purchasing your meats to look for that, you know, organic, humanely raised, no antibiotics, you know, grass fed. If you grass fed, yeah. Grass fed, if you can splurge on it, do so. And I know like for myself, we're not huge meat eaters, we do eat it, we just eat it in moderation. So because we don't eat it all the time, um, if we are gonna eat the meat, we will splurge there. Right. Hormones fed to cows, they, they cannot be broken down even at high temperatures. So they remain in their complete form and get passed through from the animal to us.
1: We're definitely consuming them, no yeah. doubt. And so our tips, Allie and I are just going to share our tips for purchasing organic foods. And so these are just our personal preferences on how we like to make our purchases. So for me, I like to purchase most of my organic produce from places like uh, Sprouts and Trader Joe's. That's kind of where I do the bulk of my weekly grocery shopping. And I'm just purchasing a lot of fresh produce from there. Um, The reason I like it is because I find that they have good organic produce and it's at a very reasonable cost. If I were to just go down the street where it's really close by, um, you know, for my and purchase all of my produce at the local grocery store down the road, it would break the bank for me. So I can't do that. But places like Sprouts and Trader Joe's offer it at a really reasonable cost. And um, my personal preference on meat, you know, I, I like to purchase my meat right now. I'm purchasing mostly from Whole Foods. And another idea is, you know, if you if you have a little bit of space or if you can, you know, just to grow your own produce and herbs right in your backyard or, you know, right wherever you can, if you have the availability, we don't have a huge garden, but we have a small garden and we're just trying to grow things like right now we're trying to grow tomatoes, cucumbers. We're trying to grow a few herbs. We're trying to grow some beans, you know, just things like that. But obviously who's going to know better than what's in your food than if you're growing it yourself.
0: For us purchasing our organic produce and meats, we like to go to Costco They have a lot of great deals, uh, especially on... You can find organic chicken. You can find all other organic meats there. They have a really good selection. In fact, I was just there the other day, and they had a really good deal on the organic, antibiotic-free, hormone-free chicken. Another great place that I like to go for our meats and our produce... Are the farmers markets? Amy, you had mentioned earlier the USDA label to look for on foods. When you go to the farmers markets, you probably won't see the USDA on many of them. Some of them do, but some of them don't. And I found out that the reason for this is because it costs a lot of money to become certified organic. So a lot of these small farms don't have that kind of money to invest to get that organic seal on all of their items. But if you talk to them and if you ask them, like I remember asking one of my favorite. Vendors there, I said. Are are your vegetables organic? And she said, Well, technically no, because they don't have the USDA seal on it, so I can't say that they're USDA approved organic. She said, But you can come to my farm, and I can assure you, I do not use pesticides. The only reason why I don't have it is because it's very expensive, you know, to have that label on all of her food. So once I found that out, it's like forget it. I'm her customer forever. We go to the farmers market every Saturday, and they have. You know, live music there. The kids love it. They have ice pops there, so of course they love it. You know, and I can kind of make my rounds and buy my organic meats. You can even buy in bulk at the farmers market, and then if you have a deep freezer or space in your freezer, just freeze a bunch of stuff. That's
1: what we do. That's a great idea, Allie. Well, Allie, it's been awesome talking to you about what foods to purchase organic and why to even bother purchasing organic. Um, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. If you don't already follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you don't have our cookbook, check it out because it's full of amazing, healthy recipes for babies, toddlers, and families. It's called What a Good Eater, and it's available on Amazon.
0: And we've got a great recipe in there for uh, strawberry regatta toast. So if you're going to buy your strawberries, pick it up and make a recipe.
1: There you go. (laughs) We wish you and your families happy, healthy tummies, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.